all the good things. We got all the good things. Hey, keep your standards high, woman, because you are worth it. You are worth it. <laughs> Do you like poop? Listen to our podcast. <laughs> and she loved his warm smile and sharp features. Rather than getting upset or being mad about it, it's just a really beautiful place to find some humor. And their, their slogan in general is, life is short, stay awake for it. She feels so happy with her decision. And you can also respect other cultures who go through this since it does have a really good working rate, apparently. <laughs> Hi, friends. Welcome back to All the Good Things. We are a podcast full of good stories because we believe that telling good stories can change the world. And we hope that just by listening to us, you start to recognize more of the good things going on in your life. Preach. Ooh, thanks, girl. Before we jump into our good stories, Melissa, do you have a good thing going on in your life? Yes, I do. There's always something good going on, Esme. We just got to look for it. <laughs> this is true. Exactly. A good thing that happened. Are you stalling? <laughs> I did stall, <laughs> but I figured it out. I just saw it right in front of good. me. And that good thing is I've been playing my piano again recently, and I've had writer's block when it comes to writing songs for a bit. But during quarantine, I just took the pressure off myself because obviously all I have is time. And suddenly, songs started flowing into me and out of me and onto paper and piano. And I'm just so happy that it's finally coming back to me. And it feels good. And just so you all know, the beautiful theme song at the beginning and ending of our podcast is an original composition by the beautiful Melissa. Oh, thank you, darling. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love uh, singing you guys. It's fun. You should try it. Even in even if it's in the shower to yourself. Just sing our theme song. All the good things. We got all the good things. Dubstep version coming soon. <laughs> what about you, Esme? What's your good thing? My good thing is that we recently planted a beautiful bunch of flowers in my backyard with my mom and sister. Oh, so fun. we have this like nice big patio space that used to have patio furniture, but I don't know, for a while, once we like got into high school and middle school, it just kind of got packed away into the garage and never brought out. And my mom always used to go to the farmer's market and pick up flowers and we would plant flowers in the windowsills and around this patio in an L-shaped planter box. And it just kind of stopped happening for a very long time. And so for Mother's Day this year, my sister and I just wrote my mom a card and said, we will pitch in this much money to buy plants and plant in the garden with you again. Aww. And it finally happened. We finally got to get together and plant some flowers. And my mom also bought patio furniture. So now it's like fresh, lively space in my backyard and it's a great space to just hang out and talk and connect and let the dogs run around and be with family. You got to check the patio furniture in the storage because what if it's like our previous episode where there was $43,000 hidden in there? 
in the couch. I highly, highly doubt that, but... <laughs> you never know. You never know. Uh, the main reason why it's probably not is because it was glass and wicker, so there's nowhere you could oh. hide the money in a cushion. Never mind then. Wishful thinking. <laughs> Positive Wishful dreaming. thinking. It'd be really, really cool. Uh, Melissa, do you want to kick us off with a good story today? You know I'm ready for it. I'll go for it today. Crush thank it. you. Thank you for that intro. Um, my story today is one that you may not typically associate with a good story. It's about an arranged marriage and the whole process of it, the whole goods and bads and lows and highs. So let's get on in. <laughs> this story in particular highlights the story of Tania Malik. I think that's how you pronounce her name. She is a 24-year-old living the high life. She lives in Dubai and works as a tour operator and she lives at home, no rent to pay, no dinner or laundry to do. She's just taking care of with her parents, having the best time with her friends. One day, her dad called her at work and said, be home dressed and ready by 7 p.m. We made dinner plans for you. And in Tanya's culture, it's very common to know what that means almost right off the bat. And she is getting to be the age where she's considered a bit old and less desirable for marriage. She's 24. <laughs> Let oh me just Oh my say. gosh. Oh my gosh. But she does respect this tradition and she loves her parents. And they have been very kind in letting her take this long um, in finding a husband. And they understand that she has her own choice, that she has desires that need to be met and requirements that she wants involved. And Tanya is kind of against this whole thing, so her requirements may seem next to impossible. Hey, keep your standards high, woman, because you are worth it. You are worth it. She's got those high standards. So some of her requirements and criteria that her suitors must have in order to be eligible to be her husband, <laughs> they must have a postgraduate degree, no waiting immigration requirements. She doesn't want to deal with that stuff. And her name could not be listed on any matrimonial pages in Indian newspapers. I was expecting way higher standards, Melissa. I mean, so was I, actually. <laughs> I forgot what I wrote down from these interviews. Anyway. Where is, like, kind, loving, compassionate, interested in my dreams and success as much as their own handsome. I know there wasn't any of that. Right? Wow. She's just like, don't be in the middle of paperwork with the government. And I'm, I'm not trying to. <laughs> number one. Number one. Yeah. Well, anyway, those, I guess, were considered valuable things and requirements that were not often completed. Okay, true. They're her standards, not mine. They're... I'm sure they're very, very valid to, to her life. <laughs> Good save, good save. I'm just saying my list is way longer. I feel you, I feel you. <laughs> oh, it's a wonder I'm still single. <laughs> um, maybe you could learn something from this story. <laughs> I almost just spit out my mouth. <laughs> An arranged marriage is what you need, Esme. Anyway, Tanya's parents... <laughs> there you go. Tanya's parents were open-minded, and they have never been forceful towards her. They have loved... 
how independent Tanya is and they have always encouraged her to be self-sufficient and think for her own self and travel the world and all this sort of stuff. But they did believe in an arranged marriage because they themselves were bonded together through an arranged marriage and it turned out wonderfully for them. So they do believe in this and it does mean something to them. Tanya is very respectful of her parents and even though she doesn't quite agree with them looking for suitors for her left and right and like scouting every single man that walks by at the grocery store (laughs) she does understand that this is their culture and she knows that they have only her best interest at heart and they know her better than anyone else that's a great perspective Mm -hmm. but let's just say she didn't make their job easy Her parents would constantly come back with resumes, photos to look over, people who somewhat met the requirements or that they thought she would think is handsome, and she would always find an excuse even if they were pretty close to perfect. She would just be like, eh, nah, and bounce (laughs) out of it. (laughs) But this evening, she was outmaneuvered. Her dad set dinner plans, and she knew she could not get out of it. She was outmaneuvered. <laughs> um, I know that sounds that word sounds like outmaneuvered, you know, like poop. <laughs> anyway, great job, Melissa. Thank you. Just keeping it real PG, really accessible that is very to all PG, age, actually, all no. ages. <laughs> okay. Do you like poop? Listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be a power line for sure. <laughs> So finally this evening, her parents brought up a man named Rajiv, and they've been scouting him for a while. They knew him through her father's uncle, who introduced them to Rajiv and had nothing but amazing things to say about him. So her parents, again, set this dinner day up because Rajiv was visiting all the way from New York, and he was only going to be there for a short period of time just to visit some family relatives. So... This is her one chance to make an outstanding impression. So she came home from work, and her being as reluctant as she is, decided to get all dressed up in the finest pair of old t-shirt and jeans. (laughs) She wore jeans and no makeup, and this was all to demonstrate her antipathy. Watch him be smoking hot. (laughs) Then she gets ready to come out for dinner and her mom sees her in the hallway and just looks at her with a disapproving look like, mm-mm, girl. The, the up-down, Yep, the no up-down scan, like, <laughs> what are you doing with your life? But she's quiet. So she goes in and already she sees Rajiv. He was sharing a beer with her dad and he was wearing jeans too, which was a positive side. Although she did mention he looked a lot better in his jeans, so he was handsome. (laughs) Conversation flowed easily to her surprise, and they all had a great time sharing stories and talking about family, friends, trips, memories, all the normal things that you would talk about at a dinner. And she loved his warm smile and sharp features. Then, it's very customary for the two people to have alone time. This is their first introduction slash date slash meet the parents moment all in one. And he has the honor to drive her home alone just so that they can talk. I mean, not drive her home. They're at Wait, home. yeah, weren't they at? <laughs> he has the honor to drive her around so that they can be alone. So they're in the car just driving around. 
And this is where they get to know each other. This is like the moment where they have to talk and see if they're going to be compatible. She said, oh my God, I thought this was going to be the most awkward hour of my life in this car with this man. But immediately when they got in the car, she said, so I guess this is where we play 21 questions. (laughs) And he eased the mood up and he made it super light on her and she instantly felt comfortable. That's a great game. It's a great one. Yeah. What a great way to play a get to know you game on a first potential marriage meeting. First potential marriage meeting. So she got to know him and found that Rajiv was a chemical engineer with an MBA. He had a good job. Exactly. Check criteria. He had a good job and all the right paperwork for his immigration status. Check. Check, check. And he was not found through a matrimonial page in a newspaper. He was found through a family friend. Big honking check. Check. Exactly. So the criteria has been met. Ding, ding, ding. Thank you, parents, for listening to her her call of requirements. So after their meeting, she ended up leaving and coming back home and felt so good about it. She almost was like sick to her stomach because she's like, damn it, it went so well. But at the same time, she has her friends and all that, and they all battle this idea of whether they should marry for love and let it happen spontaneously and not force anything. Like what's meant to be will come into her life sort of deal. Which is a very valid opinion and perspective to take in, I'm sure. Also, at the same time, he kind of just came into her life. True perspective. But she decided to put her faith in her parents because she knows that they know her best. So she agreed to marry him right after that one day. And if only it was that easy. If only. But what's really sweet is normally in these sort of arranged situations, they don't have a chance to really get to know each other past this point. Like once they agree, like they don't get to see each other till they're married again. And what they in traditional Indian standards, when they get engaged means that they are already married with documentation like legally they are married but they don't have the wedding till a year later that's why they call it an engagement so unlike the traditional arranged marriage standards that happen in her culture where once you're engaged you are legally married and you don't really have much contact from now to the wedding she gave her consent and Rajiv did a very kind thing he immediately called her to show her reassurance he was back in New York at this point And he just wanted to make sure that she wanted this. He said, take away our parents' pressure. Like, take away your parents deciding this for you. I want to ask you, like, you have full permission to say no to me if you're not ready. And she thought that him just offering that gesture was so sweet. And it really made her feel like she made a good decision. So, Rajiv, being the smart man he is... He came up with another sort of game for them to continue to get to know each other while they lived apart internationally. So they would write letters to each other, and each letter had to reveal one thing about themselves. It could be a pet peeve, a dream, a goal, a funny story. It wasn't the cool, politically correct sort of, how are you, how's your work day, same, same. It was new stuff each time in the letter that really showcased who they were as people. Which is a great idea, Rajiv. Awesome. So, she said during this time, she actually grew to really enjoy his personality, even if she wasn't there to see him or to have physical touch and bond in that way. 
And they only did get to meet a handful of times before they got married a year later. She says she feels so happy with her decision. And now they have been married for 19 years with a teenage daughter of their own. Oh my gosh. Exactly. And she says they've had their ups and downs like any normal marriage, but none super big that has broken their love for each other. They are still very much happy and in love and continue to share little things about each other every once in a while to remind them of their good old letter days. And now she gets to joke with her teenage daughter about maybe inviting a man over for a dinner. I love that. That's a great story. And I think it's really special because it's an arranged marriage, but really the only thing that was arranged was her dad bringing him over for dinner. And it felt like the rest of it was a lot of their own choice to be together. Exactly. Um, And I also love that it shows that marriages can work even if you've only known each other a short period of time or even if you've only met a handful of times. If, If you have that spark, if you have that connection and then your personality and traits are similar enough to work together but also different enough to keep you guys learning new things about each other that it can work you know like you don't have to be totally against the idea of it and you can also respect other cultures who go through this since it does have a really good working rate apparently well in these two cases there are definitely cases when it probably isn't as successful there's probably awful cases this is a really good instance of arranged marriage so it's not something that we should feel like we can write off in our own perspective or in our own minds as something that's naturally horrible and i loved how you said that she just decided to trust her parents and that she knew deep down that her parents only had her best interest in heart and i think that is a really shared experience between a lot of people and their parents where they don't fully understand why their parents are doing something and it just requires a little bit of trust and knowledge that your parents are here to look out for you and they care about you and they want to see you succeed and be happy. Good parents do that. Good parents do that. Yes, it it definitely inspired me to be less judgy too because when I first was reading about arranged marriages my first preconceived thought and idea of it was like oh that's horrible like I feel so bad for those people that must suck and generally quite negative as you can see but after reading the story it just made me broaden my perspective and realize that love comes in many forms many ways and love is still superior to all feelings like this is something that if you can have it no matter how you get it, I hope it's you also have something it. that you can build and work at. And it's amazing to me that they were such a good fit after just meeting each other a few times and staying in contact through letters. And like she said, they did have ups and downs, but it sounds like they were committed enough to work through it. So if you take another couple who actually chose to be with each other and developed a real relationship for multiple years, you should absolutely be able to work through it if you have that much more of a foundation to work on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's not impossible to come back from the lows in a relationship. It just requires some... Tender love some and care. Love, some tender love and care and effort and your values to be in the right place. Absolutely. Well, that was my story, and I hope your perspective has widened or at least shifted slightly 
to see this stuff in another way. <laughs> we hope it shifted slightly. <laughs> it's, that's great. So that was a beautiful, beautiful long saga of romance. And I too have a long saga of romance about a coffee company. And the romance is between the coffee cup and the little coffee sleeve that holds the coffee cup. They fit together so well. (laughs) So really, it's not a love story or saga at all. It is a story about coffee. And specifically, a coffee company in Minnesota called Caribou Coffee. Are they elsewhere besides Minnesota? Because I feel like I've heard that name. They are. They are elsewhere besides Minnesota. They are actually worldwide, but in the United States, they're mainly in the Midwest. Caribou Coffee. That sounds so fun to say. Caribou Coffee. It's very fun. And I do have to admit that I am a Starbucks girl through and through. Aren't we all? But Caribou began in 1992, and their first location is in a town called Edina, Minnesota. And it's actually a city, and it's the city that I grew up in. Wow! Hometown stories. I am from Edina, Minnesota. So this is a hometown story about Caribou Coffee. And I will say that the one place, in my humble opinion, where Caribou completely dominates Starbucks is in their hot <gasps> chocolate. No. Because you can order it as a white hot chocolate, a milk chocolate hot chocolate, or oh a dark God, chocolate hot chocolate. Oh my God, that dark chocolate, chocolate one is calling out to you, me. You pick your chocolate and it gets even better. An option that you have to add on the top is mini marshmallows. And I'm not talking mini like the size of a dime mini. I'm talking mini like the size of a Tic Tac mini. Like they are itty, itty bitty, crunchy marshmallows. And they will pour them on top. So then when you sip your hot chocolate, you get these little crunchy marshmallow bites. Please tell me you've had one of those since you've been back. I'm waiting for it to be cooler. Like, I'm waiting for okay. the rain because to me, hot chocolate. You gotta take a picture of that oh, cup. Oh, I you absolutely get it. will. But to me, hot chocolate is like a cold weather drink or a campfire drink. And since I've been here, yeah. the weather has been like a, a very pleasant, like 60, 70 degrees. That makes sense. But we have some thunderstorms coming up, and I wanna get a hot chocolate then. So I'm gonna go drive out in the thunderstorm and <laughs> go to the drive thru and get a milk chocolate, hot chocolate with marshmallows on top. Wait, that sound. you know what that sounds like? Hmm. This sounds like your s'mores dip, just like in liquid cup form. Honestly, you're not wrong. It's just missing the graham cracker. They actually- they, What if you dip like a graham a cracker drink. in your cup? I should totally do that. Oh, Melissa, brilliant, brilliant. I mean, we're just full of good stories and good <laughs> ideas over here. So that's just a good drink. <laughs> My good story is almost more of a funny story, and it's about their most recent marketing- decision to print some really fun outdoorsy summer phrases on their coffee sleeves okay i'm excited so caribou as a brand is a very homey feeling place i actually used to love to go study there they have really natural looking wood lots of like chalkboard areas for you to write nice things to their baristas or they'll put a big question on there about like what's one thing that makes you happy and then you get to write it. 
So it's always had more of a welcoming appearance to me as a store than a Starbucks. I love that. I miss those homey vibe places. Yeah, but they're still a chain. So like even though they're a chain, they decided to keep a lot of the the cozy vibes and like the fireplaces and low fluffy chairs like you can really get cozy in. And their their slogan in general is life is short, stay awake for it. Which is really cute. Oh yeah. Right? And and in line with this like homey kind of also outdoorsy cabin type vibe that Caribou Coffee has, they decided to make their most recent coffee sleeves with a outdoorsy summer approach. Okay. So some of their sleeves had really, really cute sayings, and I'm going to share them all with you now. One is, the scenic route is the only route. Oh, that's cute. We've also got, the world needs more explorers. True. Mm-hmm. We've got another one that says, may cause irrepressible happiness. Oh, that's so cute. We should offer them our quote, drink coffee so you're warm. No, drink hot cocoa so that your heart is warm. <laughs> what was that one we said where my heart's warm like hot cocoa? I think we were talking about how our, like we feel like we're filled with hot chocolate. Like we just oh. we were talking about how we feel like we're warm and, and a story made us feel so happy that it feels like we're made of hot chocolate. Yep. Yep. It was in there. But they have one more quote that they printed along with these other beautiful outdoorsy, very in line with the caribou brand quotes. And this one is so fantastically horrible for <laughs> The COVID-19 situation that we are living in. Oh, no. And it says, fight the urge to remain indoors. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I bet that didn't go as planned when they launched that one. Nope. (laughs) Retract. (laughs) Now, if you work at a caribou, what some of the stores are doing is sharpening out the fight the urge. So you'll get the sleeve and it just has like a black scribble and then says remain indoors oh my god or other other locations are having their employees take the whole entire box of printed sleeves and sort through them to take out every single one of them that says fight the urge to remain indoors damn that's that's a lot i would just sharpie out it'd be funny (laughs) I think the sharpening out is very hilarious, and it also doesn't put them to waste, but it's just a very, very funny instance of how you plan to release this brilliant idea, and then all of a sudden the world changes, and that idea that you had is totally irrelevant, but in this case, it was already printed in over 600 stores and probably a way higher actual quantity of coffee sleeves but it is a great story and it's a good story because rather than getting upset or being mad about it it's just a really beautiful place to find some humor and (laughs) honestly if I got the sleeve and it said fight the urge to remain indoors I would just laugh so much 
because it's same. It's literally like perfectly wrong. Exactly. <laughs> like like perfectly wrong. Anyways, so that is my story about Caribou Coffee. The coffee chain started in my beautiful hometown and how they had a horribly wrong marketing choice. That is actually fantastic <laughs> and hilarious. And it sounds like they serve good quality drinks in a nice environment, so that's a plus plus. They do. They're great. They're great. I don't know. Okay, honestly, I think I like Starbucks more because there's two within walking distance of my house. So just like the convenience of going to Starbucks yep. was so much easier for me than taking the truck over to a caribou. And then once I built that loyalty with Starbucks, I preferred their drinks to caribous, except for the, the hot, hot chocolates. The hot cocoa. <laughs> I loved that. Thank you for sharing. That's funny. We Funny stories are also good stories. Those are our good stories for you today. And we hope that they made you smile or feel warm as if you were made of hot cocoa. Like little marshmallows are just floating around your With heart. With little crunchy marshmallows. Please, please, please add some more good into this world by sharing us with your friends and family. By liking us, rating us, and subscribing to us because the more that happens, the more visibility we get on all of the search things and then more people will find us and that is just adding more and more and more good into a world that definitely needs it. And it would definitely be a good thing for us too. We would definitely love you guys. (laughs) Or just have some fun. Follow us on Instagram. We have a very bright, happy feed called at all the good things podcast you covered it and that's all (laughs) yeah i did (laughs) thanks again for listening we appreciate you enjoy this wonderful theme song by the talented melissa thank you and have a great rest of your week all the good things we got all the good things a story to uplift and moments of bliss to remind us all that life is a gift and because we truly care all the good things we share all the good things